0: Hi everybody and welcome to Who Did What Now, the history podcast that's not your history class. Bitty Sodes, the little bits of history that don't quite fit in it anywhere else. With me, your host, Katie Charlwood, history harlot and reader of books. Now, now, no! before we get into, well, the rest of the, the Betty Sword, I was going to say the rest of the show, but that sounded weird in my head and I don't know why. I've got a, a radio broadcaster voice. What is that? That was weird. No, uh, it's because I got this new microphone. It's so pretty. It's pink. You have no idea how excited I am. Um. So, uh, it's, it's so pretty, and I actually—it's uh, so pretty. I cannot convey to you how excited I am to have a pink microphone. Like, um, my friend Shauna actually, she has what's it called, R- where you can see colors. Like you, like you see a name and you know which color it is. And she said that my name, that Katie, was like sherbert colors, so like pinks and oranges, but like sherberty, and. It's really funny, because ever since she said that, I was like, yes, that is me. Like, I already kind of veered that way, and I already kind of wore... I'd already started, I want to call it my aesthetic journey. And I've slowly but surely just been leaning into the rainbow, just as a concept. But yeah, it's good. It's good. And I have this microphone, and it's so beautiful, and I cannot convey, like, how happy this microphone makes me. But before I get into anything else, I went on about this microphone, which was not my intention. I wanted to talk about a little survey, if you're listening to this on day of release or even the day after release, so like Thursday, Friday, I have this survey um, in the sort of bit down below, there's a wee link there, it's also in the link of my socials, it's all there, and it's for Trova Trip. So, Trover trip, or it is Trover trip, that is how you pronounce it. I don't think I've ever heard it actually said aloud. That's my fault for only reading it, I guess. But yeah, they reached out to me and they were like, hey, do you want to be a host for, you know, a vacation? And I was thinking, I like going places. <laughs> that could be nice. So, if you want to hang out with me on a holiday, if you want to go somewhere, uh, if you want to go do some cool things then yeah just uh do the wee survey just fill it out to the best of your abilities and it kind of gives me an idea of you know what kind of vacation to organize you know because uh the number 1 currently is iceland which really surprised me i was like how many people plan to go to iceland and then i and then i'm like thinking yeah Geysers are nice, though. Geysers? Geysers? Geysers. Oh my god, what is wrong with me today? Like, I am just off. But anyway, I've got that. Um, if you are planning to come see me in Kansas, I'm going to be at the Heartland Pagan Festival. I'm doing a talk, three workshops, and a live podcast recording. So that is going to be... So much fun. I am very excited. And I do have a link for the Heartland Pagan Festival um in the description down below as well. And if you use the code KATIE23, so K-A-T-I-E-2-3, then you'll get, um I think it's 10% off. So you'll get a discount. So if you want to come see me, you may as well get a discount when you're doing it. Oh, and to anyone and everyone who has been giving reviews, putting the, the reviews in Apple and Spotify. Honestly, it's so nice for it to still be happening, even though um I I wasn't able to record for quite a while. Uh, between the microphone issue and then the other stuff that happened that I will fill you in on in the next like proper episode. Because, uh, yeah, I, I, I want to get into this and talk about this because... Ooh, all the stuff that we have been and will be covering for like the next three weeks is pretty heavy and it's pretty uh depressing and sad and rage-inducing. And I, I-, I wanna give the Betty Swords for the next few weeks a little bit of a lighter topic, which is why which is why we're gonna be talking about this specifically. Uh, but I know what you're thinking, you're thinking, what your jibber-jabber, in fact me, in fact you, I will. So who wants to talk about chastity belts? <laughs> so this is the brilliant thing, so... Everything you've ever heard about chastity belts is a lie. Well, well, unless you're from a very specific community. I mean, um... How do you know the difference uh, between a nerd... And so, a member of the kink community. Ask them what a dungeon master is. Uh, Sounds like me. So yeah, um, modern chastity belts, um, I think are usually worn by men or um, not men, but people with penises, and or you know, a penis, a person with a penis. I mean, if they have more than one penis, good for them. That's that's gonna be a fun experience or maybe a really unfun experience but that's neither here nor there so a modern chastity belt it's basically to you know hinder pleasure well eh, people get their kicks out of it but a traditional medieval chastity belt is the the one that was generally worn or assumed to be worn by women never actually existed. Anything you've ever seen that claims to be a medieval chastity belt is bullshit. Like, it could have been made with medieval materials, but it's not a real thing. It, it was never a thing. And the whole concept of a charity belt... Charity belt? No. A chastity belt is... It's a metaphor. So, yes. Let's cover a few things... First. So, that strange metal G-string, known as the chastity belt, was supposed to be worn by women, you know, by good wives, to ensure, to ensure, that was a weird way to say it, wasn't it? To ensure fidelity, while men were out, I don't know, crusading and all the other shit they did. I don't, know, I don't know, it's early middle ages. They did things like... Spread the word of God by murdering people by the thousands. Or at least attempting to. Because that's, that's exactly what the Bible says, isn't it? It's all about... It's all about... Yeah. It's not as if Jesus was consistently, you know, preaching compassion and complaining about rich people. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Okay, moving on. So... <laughs> Somebody went to Sunday school. Yes, I did. Uh, hi, I'm Katie and I'm a recovering Catholic. Sorry. So yeah, um, that was the point of the chastity belt. Now, I was informed of this TV show called A Thousand Ways to Die, which is slightly more exciting than it sounds and less creepy than it sounds, but also is very creepy. So there's this story. Where a woman is wearing a chastity belt and her husband goes off to do whatever the fuck he does. Again, crusading and other such shit. And she smothers her body in olive oil uh, so that she can wriggle out of her chastity belt and, you know, shag her lover. And then she, you know, re-oils and shimmies back into the belt. You know. And she does this so often that she ends up getting uh a, a scratch or whatever an infection and gets sepsis and dies like that's the the basic core of the story uh but there's uh no historical record of this ever happening um probably because chastity belts didn't actually exist but also because this is from um Boccaccio's the decameron and in this book it's a story within a story, which is based on much older stories. And it's its not real. It's just, it's fiction. It's pure fiction. Um, but somehow, somebody assumed this was a fact um, instead of just like a fishwife's tale. But all right. But yeah, the concept of a chastity belt was actually. You're going to be surprised by this, I know. um, Invented by the church. And like most things um, mentioned by the church, it's a fucking metaphor. It's a metaphor for fidelity and chastity, even though it actually had chastity in the title. It's all about being, like, personal morality and, you know, saving yourself. Like for your husband and basically telling you not to stray and to keep yourself private except for, you know, procreation within wedlock. Like yeah. Even though the church saw, like, um, men shagging around and, you know, wanking and all that other stuff as like a necessary sort of evil, like it was a thing that you just kinda had to grin and bear and accept happened.
1: This is Face Off, an eight part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous US China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a US admiral, even Yo Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face Off launches. April
0: 9th. But also in the early middle ages, what's really funny is that there's this sort of theory running along at the time that women are just as horny as men, more so even, and that if you're not satisfying your wife, like she's going to go and be satisfied by someone else. Like it was a very like prominent school of thought and it was very common amongst like, well just the common people. Not even the common people, like. I'm not gonna say middle class, because middle class didn't really exist. Because you had, like, rich people and you had poor people, right? That's. that's it. So, in the upper class, they're like, eh. like, keep an eye on your wife, or she's gonna. go through a conveyor belt of cock. Like, it's, it's just, yeah. And. <laughs> And so, because these two ideas are like running concurrently, they're like alongside each other; they're parallel. It 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 kind of brings forth a medieval meme. So there's a medieval meme. There is. There are. There is satirical chastity belt artwork, like. M- The reason you believe chastity belts were a real thing is because of a medieval meme. So the gag was in all of these sort of, you know, pictures is that the husband would be off on his way with a key in one hand and the wife would be there with her chastity belt on and then somewhere in the background, either like under the bed or behind a wall or in a bush, you know, there would be the lover with a key of his own. So husband away, he's got his own key. Which is reason number one, why chastity belts are entirely impractical. We're gonna go through the reasons. Like, we're gonna go through them. You can just make a spare key. Like, you can get a locksmith. Anyone who's good at, you know, breaking into stuff. You know, medieval locks aren't exactly the most difficult to get into. That's optional. Option one, reason one. Reason number two. Iron is expensive. Like, can you imagine having to ensure that you had enough metal for the blacksmith or to pay the blacksmith enough to create an entire chastity belt, you know, depending on how much you'd need, you know? Because back in the day, you were expected to be, you know, a wee bit plumper cuz you have to survive the winter that's it right especially the lower classes you you needed the extra the extra plumpness on you so again metal is expensive but also it has to fit accurately so a blacksmith would have to measure your wife and ensure that the chastity belt fit her perfectly like, you would have to have another man, like, all up in your wife's ass. Which is the kind of the whole thing you're trying to avoid, isn't it? So that's number two, and three, technically, I suppose. Then, of course, there's the risk of infection. And I know what you're thinking it's the medieval period, nobody cares about infection. Motherfucker! If there's one thing they're worried about, it's infection. Like, they know as soon as they get a cut or a scratch, like, things are not going to go well. You need to make sure you've got a poultice on it. You know, there's there's guides for this. There's soothsayers and old women, like, prepared for, you know, sepsis. Because you don't want sepsis. Because if you get sepsis, you're dead. You get a scratch. You could die. Because it's the medieval period, you know. we don't have, you know, antibiotics and shit. So, Yeah they are pretty concerned with not having to have an infection. Nobody wants to have to do bloodletting and shit unless you're really into that kind of thing, getting the leeches out and whatnot. But yeah. And and here's the thing. There are so many things that make it impractical. Like pooing. Like, peeing is, is fine. I mean, it's not the easiest of things to do. I and mean, when you'd have to clean your legs an awful lot more, I would assume. But you know you could manage it, but pooing let's just put it out there. Pooing is I mean that's just a mess in every sense of the word like that's definitely gonna cause some issues. There's gonna be like a rash happening, like a diaper rash situation you know it's it's not gonna be great for anybody like and then, of course, you're married. You're having sex. You're trying to procreate. Like, that's the purpose. If you have sex, and then you fuck off to crusade, or whatever bullshit you're doing for king and country, you're gonna have a wife there. You could have impregnated her before you go. And if she's got a chastity belt on, like, when her stomach starts expanding, that's not gonna end well. You know? That's... It's going to crush her. And it's going to cause a spontaneous abortion. Like, that's what it's going to do. Like. And which is then... Oh, God. Which is then its a whole other issue. I mean, menstruation. Menstruation. Periods. Periods. And a chastity belt. Like, does nobody think like critically about this ever? Like, and it's so easy to go oh well, back in the day, people thought this and they were so stupid because they were ignorant and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, they could chart, you know, courses by the stars. I mean, look at the fucking pyramids in Giza. Like, back in the day, people knew how to do a bunch more stuff than a lot of us can do now. Like, just because a type of knowledge is different doesn't make it any less worthy. But that's another rant for another day. But yet, there's there are no chastity belts. Like, no medieval chastity belts. They don't exist. They never existed. It's a fucking meme. And we, we have been memed. We have been trolled, actually, by a medieval meme. Like, and it's so easy to jump on sort of the ignorant past bandwagon, which has led us all here. So, like, as, you know, if you're a regular listener, you know that my area of expertise is actually the rise of sensationalism and the use of print as propaganda in the late modern period. So I'm I'm out with, you know, medieval times. But, you know, you can... It's a transferable skill. Like, you can recognise it then just like... It's one of the reasons why I don't like memes, actually. Like, for the most part, people like my friends tend to not send me memes unless they are specifically history-based or, you know, a very peculiar niche. Because a lot of the time, memes, you know, they remove so much information. I mean, it's utilised for propaganda. So I tend to just uh, avoid them. But yes... There we go, that is the history, or unhistory I suppose, of Chastity Belts. So yeah, I decided to do a slap and tickle episode because... Just a bit, a bit more light-hearted, I think, than, you know, the horrifically emotional and just melancholy subject matter we're going to be covering in the, the sort of the main episodes over the next few weeks. Well, if you liked this episode, feel free to rate and review five stars on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And um yeah, thank you so much for listening. I hope this sound turned out well because I am loving this microphone. It just, I just feel better using it. I don't know if I sound different because I feel like I sound different. I mean, I've just finished a day of work and it was very busy and I am quite exhausted, but I just really wanted to give this a go and just start talking again and I fucking love this. I love podcasting, I love researching and I love telling you stuff. I love talking to you. And I, I know it's not a back and forth. I know it's not. I mean, you might be back and forthing with me, hymns to say? But I get messages and emails and DMs and all this stuff about, you know, you feel like you're talking to a friend, you're listening to a friend chat, which honestly, I talk so much that um, with my IRL friends, this is quite like what our conversations are like, you know, because I, I don't bloody shut up. I, I'm trying to be better though, because of the whole ADHD scenario. Uh, Because I have it and I'm trying to be aware of how I am and how I act. And yeah, I'm a a lot, I know. But anyway, (laughs) here I am ranting at the end of an episode. And I am looking forward to discussing in detail more sad, sad tales of drudgery and unfortunate circumstance. But with that, I shall bid you adieu. Adios. Au revoir. Au revoir, my friends. Bye-bye.